0: Brought to you by the Miracle of Radio, it's Miracle Radio. This is a podcast about the fictional National Park of Miracle, Texas, in the HBO series The Leftovers. I'm Michael Hastings.
1: And I'm Molly McCormick.
0: And we are here one uh, finale time. Oh
1: (laughs) my god. This is it, man.
0: Yeah, it is. Molly, how are you feeling? We just watched the episode.
1: Ugh. You know what? (laughs) I'm feeling pretty good, actually. Yeah? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. We are celebrating the finale right mm-hmm. now with uh, uh, sponsor of the show, not really, but Trader Joe Jojos, the yeah. peppermint uh, cookie snack. Yeah, the everyone's version. favorite holiday treat. Yeah,
0: yeah, they are. I mean, on Black Friday, I know that people were just sort of raging outside Trader Joe's <laughs> to get there <laughs> to get their Jojos. Um, so what? What happened in this episode, Molly? Oh, first of all, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing... Yeah. Tell
0: us about uh, <laughs> how, how your week's I, been. I think
1: I, I kind of summed it up. No, um... Well,
0: you love been, JoJo's.
1: I did. It's been good. You know, it was really weird. I, I actually did do some karaoke on Friday. Yeah. And I just ended up here, you Premonition, know? Premonition, yeah. It's just... It's very strange. How about oh, your week? Oh, oh it's
0: been you? good, you know? I. uh yeah, yeah. I watched Thumbelina. It was great. <laughs>
1: Solid week. Solid weekend. So
0: take us through what happened in this all episode. All right.
1: Um, in the HBO synopsis, it says, In the season finale, John is skeptical of Kevin's revelation about the night Evie disappeared. Meanwhile, the fourth anniversary of the departure brings an unexpected threat to Miracle. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm all on board with that, except the unexpected threat. Because we kind of they yeah. kind of set that up for us in the last episode.
0: Well, yeah, a little bit, you know, pretty much. Yeah, it's so, true.
1: So this episode was directed by uh, Mimi Leader and uh, written by Damon Lindelof and Tom Parada. Mm-hmm. So they got
0: the they first string out there.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, it's pretty solid. So um, what do you think overall, Michael? Your reaction to this final? Uh, maybe final question mark of the series.
0: Because yeah. We can just, we'll Could, get into that later. I, but. um, I think it would work well as a series finale. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really want to see more that much. Yeah. I mean, I guess, uh, probably, uh, sharp eared listeners may have noticed that, like, I like this show, but I don't like love, love, love this show. I think it's very interesting. Um, And I think they've sort of done a little bit of what they set out to do. Um, and that's probably, I think like maybe that's one of Damon's, uh, Lindelof's resolutions is to like make every season a possible end, like rather than just sort of carrying it on and on and on and on type thing. So I thought it was good. I liked it as a finale. Um, Although it was kind of like predictable, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I found myself predicting a lot of things. I don't know. Yeah, that that is you did a bad you did thing. predict
1: some dialogue pretty well. That was actually pretty, 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 pretty spooky. What did you think? <laughs> um, I yeah, I liked it also. Um, yeah, I thought it was. Um, Gosh, I think I was a very strong and and it kind of was like a fitting end because it was I'm I'm still confused. Um, you know, I, I think some things are resolved, a lot of things weren't. But overall I feel very satisfied with and rewarded as a viewer also. Um, more than I did with Lost, which, you know, that's a whole other separate discussion and a different show. But um they were both created by David Lindelof and with a similar perspective and a similar kind of like, well, you know, this is what I got. And, you know, but I feel very, yeah, I just feel um, it was a great, um, it was well-written. There were a lot of really awesome stylistic choices I really, really loved. And um, the acting was incredible. Like, just absolutely, everybody just brought it. Like, I I wish everybody would get an Emmy for this episode. Like, honestly, there was, everybody was very, very... I was, um, I really just, every character, um, I was just completely. Except, except for Evie. It. I, uh,
0: yeah, I, you I, don't like her. I have a thing where I don't believe. And like, is she flaring her nostrils just the whole time? Cause that's what it <laughs> seems like. Like she's all like, that's her like intensity faces, like nostrils um. flared. I but did not that, pick up on that. That's I mean maybe that wasn't a visual cue. That's more the feeling I got from her <laughs> was that uh, she is just trying hard to mm. act um which I I just I, know, I I'm glad we didn't have to watch her all season. Um <laughs> all right. Well, let's uh take a look back into what happened this week in Miracle.
1: It's miracle! wife was like it's a
0: miracle all right so um you know what molly what i don't think that the hbo synopsis was actually sufficient i mean it was perfectly adequate i suppose much Mm -hmm. like um joseph gordon levitt in uh, 500 days of summer is a perfectly adequate greeting (laughs) card writer (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) that's a yeah terrible illusion um but uh i felt like we could do better we did something like this a couple weeks ago where we sort of did um a recap of the episode in potentially one minute it took about one minute 20 in the last one uh, and it might take a little bit longer this time, but uh, we're just gonna call it recap in a minute, anyway. So, are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready, Molly? Do you have the <clears throat> got the it. Uh, the chutzpah for this?
1: Oh, I have the chutzpah.
0: <laughs> okay, bring it. Well, uh, let me make sure I can see this. <laughs> All right, so here oh, we as um sorry. As uh, Billy on the Street says, here we go. Evie's friends pull up. We're back in episode one. They get in the car. They turn off the music. Evie and her friends arrive at the Springs. They see Kevin. He gives them a look and jumps in.
1: Cut back to Kevin rising from the dead. Kevin and Michael talk for a bit about his grandfather. Kevin tells Michael he saw Evie, John and Erica. John's drinking coffee. Erica opens Evie's gift. It's a cricket. Knock, knock. The police are at the door. The print is Kevin's.
0: John knocks on the Garvey door. Lori opens. Uh, John talks to Jill. Kevin and Michael arrive back. Michael and Erica talk about going to church. Jill and Lori have a whole thing where Lori insists that Jill talk to her. Jill calls out her bullshit. Come on, Lori. Lori goes to Mary's bed for solace.
1: Cut to Nora. She's overwhelmed. Mary wakes up. Nora takes Mary to Matt. Nora decides to wait ten minutes while she feeds, feeds Lily. Tom and Meg pop up. Meg drives onto the bridge and throws away the keys. Evie and her friends decide they're bridge girls now.
0: <laughs> Kevin is okay. in the, at the impound with John. John shoots Kevin. Kevin's dead again. Back at the bridge, there's a countdown, like 24. But is there a Jack Bauer to save everyone? No, he's dead. Back at <laughs> church, Michael says. We, we are the two hundred 9, sixty one. We are not spared. John storms into the church.
1: Erica goes to the bridge. She confronts Evie. The timer runs out. There's no explosion. A bunch of the outsiders have changed into guilty remnant garb. They storm the bridge. Nora's baby gets stolen by a girl with a nose-to-ear chain. (laughs) Lily almost gets trampled.
0: Kevin wakes up back at the hotel. He chooses his cheap uniform. He sings Homeward Bound by Simon and Garfunkel, comes back to life again. He confronts Meg and Evie. They sing that dumb song about Jordan. (laughs) He finds Erica's clinic. John shows up. There's a miracle in Miracle. Kevin goes home to find Jill, Lori, Matt and Mary, Tom and Tommy and Lily and Nora. Nora says, "You're home."
1: Yay! And that's
0: the end of the whole thing.
1: Yeah, we can just wrap this up right now. <laughs> that was it. Yeah, so
0: Thanks that's everyone. what happened in this episode in case you missed it. Um
1: That's a lot that happened. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: uh the, so we are going to talk about a couple of things. First of all, we're going to talk about some Moments of Hope. So, uh, not only did hope prove hard to kill... um well, that's, uh, Kevin has been very easy to kill, but he's come back to life.
1: <laughs> I think that's a moment of hope that he keeps coming back. We could just talk yeah. about this. what
0: we could, uh, to be honest, this whole show from now on could just be about how Kevin, I mean, nobody comes back from the dead. <laughs>
1: Kevin does. apparently. Kevin
0: does it twice. Um, so you know he's the man. He's twice the man that Jesus was. Apparently, oh, right. yeah. He. If we're going by numbers of number of times resuscitated, not even resuscitated, just yeah. resurrected.
1: Yeah. What did you think about when he when we saw it? Cut to that shot of the dripping faucet, and then it was mm-hmm. like, like, were you surprised that he came back, or were you just kind of like, um, okay, you well, know, what was your what were your feelings? I
0: um, I was thinking. Well, they're either, either he's gonna drink the water. Oh, and it's it's gonna be Dunzo, or he's coming back. Yeah. Um, and I was sort of like, all right, with either really. Um. 'cause it I mean, while it's sort of i guess satisfying to not have the main character die, <laughs> um and it seems like kind of a meaningless way for him to die uh, <laughs> i'm it almost just seems more um more genuine, more uh, genuine it's not the word, but uh authentic like more more better to just have him die, maybe. Like,
1: yeah, I would have been like it was all for
0: naught kind of thing,
1: right? Or it would have been fit well with this, like the whole theory of the show is just like sometimes events happen that are random and you don't have any control over it, you know. And it's just like you don't get to choose, and sometimes, and that would have been just totally unexplainable and and inexplicable after everything he's gone through that he would have to die by a gunshot, you know, and it would just be like, but. Clearly, obviously, I was really happy that he was able to come back. But it, and we got to go back to the hotel from International Assassin, and we went through the whole thing again. But yeah, um, saw
0: the man on the bridge.
1: Yeah, and it just, it. I felt like when I said earlier that I felt rewarded as a viewer, I just felt like, you know. Uh, if I hadn't seen that show, you know, if I hadn't watched the rest of the season and I was coming in as a novice, like, yeah. I would have been so confused. And, like, well, I'm you would sure. have had
0: to listen to our recap of I mean, this show and I yeah. would have explained it all. No sure. One but,
1: but like, this is a show that you can't miss one episode and just casually jump into it. You know, like, I mean, yeah. I think Unless, I think that's probably could have been true about season one, mm-hmm. but this season, every single element at least of every episode um, I feel like there was a part that came together in this finale that was came from before. Like, they did a really good job of yeah. kind of addressing issues that came up before. Yeah, I think.
0: Yeah. Not I think, everyone, I obviously. think a lot of, like, the probably important storylines as well from, like, season one did carry over. Right. And a lot of the really unimportant ones or, like like, non-established ones just went away. Uh, which was good. I think that it was sort of a, a bit better focused in general, but we'll talk more about that later. Um, then there were was Mary and Matt. Um, I mean, you were just uh, like you're just waiting for something to go wrong again, uh, especially right in the middle, and then like bigger things take over. Um, but, like, when um, Nora arrived and she was like, I'm going to go, we're going to wait 10 minutes. You were like, no. no.
1: Oh, God, just go back inside. Like, what? Yeah.
0: Which uh, actually is. So, I, I said earlier. Anyway, um, this episode is a very good example of just not at all adhering to, like, Chekhov's gun. So there are, like, so many guns, metaphorically, in this episode that that they, like, bring out and then do not shoot. So right. there's the explosion that doesn't happen, which is not really a surprise because we've seen the guilty remnant do stuff like that before. Uh, then there's the Matt and Mary situation where you're like, okay, a gun's out. Like, she... Her being out of the sanctuary is like a gun on stage being oh, yeah. pulled and uh, pointed at her. Um, th- then there's also like Kevin literally getting shot by a gun but and dying. But in actuality, he comes back to life. So like
1: And the explosives that he, don't, yeah, the, obviously, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So there's like so many guns that don't go off. Which is very even like counter sort of what happened in the first season a lot of the time. And, um, how so? What do you say? Well, I would say they sort of stuck to consequences and and having things be consequential a bit more in the first season. And there was, there was like always a nagging dread in the first season, especially like when Jill was on screen because you knew that something like messed up was going to happen and it would like have ramifications and so like this episode there was a lot of like build up for messed up stuff but no like follow through which is fine i mean it's it's satisfying a little yeah. bit but it's also like why don't you just just shoot the gun
1: just yeah Well, I'm glad they didn't in the case of Mary and Matt because that was one shining moment that they actually were okay. Like, you know, as far as we know, like, yeah, as far as we've seen, nothing happened to them, at least during the course of the finale. And like, they were okay. And she started talking and she found out. And like, they were just, it was just a really, really beautiful moment. And I was so, yeah, I was just like definitely waiting for the anvil to drop or like something else to happen. But I was just so like, I felt relieved. I was just like, "Oh, thank God!" Like you know, it's just it's been it's been a journey with those two. What if their
0: baby is actually a xenomorph?
1: You know, uh, (laughs) that would take season three into a very interesting turn. Mm -hmm. I mean, anything goes.
0: So their baby is actually the alien from Alien, and um, and uh, Jill turns into Sigourney (laughs) Weaver. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Is it Sigourney Weaver in that? Okay. Just yep. making, I haven't seen that movie. I wasn't born in the seventies.
1: I wasn't either, whenever. but I've seen it. Oh my god. It's sorry it. guys. The only one
0: I've seen is <laughs> Alien versus Predator and it's oh, the that's, worst.
1: Oh no. We've got a nope. Fix that. <laughs> Moving on, move Fixing on, it, Jesus.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> fix that, Jesus. Come on.
0: <laughs> fix that, Kevin. Yeah. Um so other moments of hope.
1: Mm-hmm. What do you got? Oh, um, so I wrote down pop culture parallels and I think like pretty much the biggest one for me was, uh, Kevin doing bad karaoke is like the equivalent of putting on Ruby red slippers or Kevin pushing a little patty into a well, you know, it's pretty obvious, you know, but I, you know, I, I grew up loving the wizard of Oz, so I'm very like, uh, particular to that story. And so him kind of, it's like the equivalent of him like clicking his heels to get home. And then when he shows up and like. I don't know if it was a deliberate choice, but Nora's wearing a red dress and she says, you're home. And it's, it was very like, and you were there and you were there and you were there. And it was like, it was a very, uh, you know, that didn't happen immediately, but it was you were there and you were there and I'm. Yeah, exactly. I'm
0: uh, what's her name? Judy Garland. <laughs> Judy. Judy. I'm um, Judy Garland.
1: Yeah, Kevin is Judy Garland, is what we're <laughs> saying.
0: He's and- Judy. He <laughs> should join the three Judies next year.
1: That's that's the plan. There's there will be four.
0: With four Mr. Dudes? Aniston. Yeah. Oh.
1: Yes, he should he should also. Um but yeah, I really I really liked that. And um I thought there were some really cool. Um, stylistic choices, like when he got up and he was just, uh, I think I really liked the shot when he was going up to about to sing and be like super vulnerable and he was just all in blue. Like the lights were very, like yeah. very blue and it was like very, I don't know, he was wearing his police officer uniform. It was just a really, really well composed, all of that. And like just a lot of the show is just like gorgeous to look at. Like it's just very, yeah. A Lot of uh, you know, they shot that whole thing on the bridge during magic hour, and I always love that. But it was like this tor- terrible moment, but it was just beautiful. Like the whole um, I yeah. just I don't know, I just really appreciate
0: Yeah, that. I liked the part. Um, so when he gets to the clinic, uh, Kevin does mm-hmm. he uh, so he he uh slides down the wall, uh, like. Oh, yeah. Leans back against Mm -hmm. it and slides down. And there's all the blood on the wall. And it's sort of... um, I mean, it reminded me of... There's a scene in Stranger Than Fiction where Emma Thompson is talking about this photograph of a... And it's apparently a famous photograph of a girl who's committed suicide. It's called, like... uh, And she's got, like... uh, She's... On the ground, looking up, and there's blood all behind her, and there's sort of like angelic like expression on her face uh it's I would not say it's a reference to that, but it it reminded me of that um anyway, yeah, it was just like i don't know, huh. it was neat, um, like all that blood, and then there's no bullet hole and stuff. It's interesting. Uh, but speaking of that, like there's, uh, that's a discussion point. Like, what is the deal? (sighs) So.
1: I think we should talk about, uh, point three then after that. Yeah. Yeah. First, (laughs) if we.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So let's get into our discussion and what better way to do that by asking a question of. Oh, I was (laughs) like,
1: (laughs) what? Where's my mind? (laughs) yeah also um reader reader listener poll who else thought kevin was going to sing this song at karaoke <laughs> i was like mm, like 80 percent sure it would be this but all of the songs on the wheel were all very like um what you could read
0: those i could not read that i'm um, like I i'm observant about like very
1: strange details <laughs> so like because she was singing angel of the morning and then it was like a prayer was another one. And then if I went back and freeze framed it, I'm sure there'd be, they all have like a common theme. Yeah. Anyway, long story short, I was oh, sure he was going to sing this bound. and I'm glad he didn't, but I, I cause that would have just taken it a different, Yeah different turn anyway.
0: So, so I think yeah. this, the big discussion point is this. I think a lot of people, have found this show um, and have stuck with this show because they feel like it doesn't... um, It doesn't, uh, like, play into the... mist Like, there's all this question about the mysterious stuff and is there anything supernatural happening? But for the most part, there was nothing supernatural aside from the... The departure. There was nothing supernatural until episode eight of this season, right? Essentially, I mean, there were like some unexplained things, but like like uh, like uh, Wayne's hugs and stuff. But also, you could just say, "Well, that's BS." So, what I want to discuss is like what does this mean that? Kevin twice rises from the dead What does it mean for this show Like What what does that say to you
1: I, Like I think it to me I don't know At like a surface level Maybe there is something really special about Jarden And or Miracle You know mm-hmm. and um, it could be contrary To what you know uh, John believes or a lot of people believe But it's like proof that if Mary can speak and Kevin can rise from the dead and like, it's just, there is no rhyme or reason to it, but something, um, yeah, something is obviously like, um, something else is going on. And also he's immortal. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. He cannot die.
0: He's, he's a Highlander at this point. I mean, basically
1: he's just like, or yeah, I, I don't <laughs> know. I mean, I'm, I feel like, yeah. um, I don't
0: know. Yeah, do because it's like um this sh- the show straddled the line for so long and now it's like yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff. It's crazy. Um like supernatural stuff going on. And I think that's a very interesting uh tack for them to take, which like most shows most most shows that straddle the line between is this supernatural? Is this not? Sort of, it's sort of like the the Sherlock Holmes uh, struggle is like everybody's trying to the crimes that are committed. Everyone's like, oh, it's magic or it's whatever. It's always a supernatural explanation and and. And always Sherlock Holmes is like, no, it's explainable through this deductive reasoning. And I think that's sort of the trend for these types of shows, for a mystery show, is people come up with wild explanations, but then you have like the Sherlock Holmes character who's like, it's all explainable. And what's interesting is... Like (laughs) Lori? Well, yeah, like Lori, but Lori's a moron (laughs) in this show because she's like, she doesn't get that um, (laughs) everything is not explainable (laughs) at all. And there's magic I wouldn't say she's a moron, but she's
1: trying to make sense of it in her Mm -hmm. own way, you know? Yeah. And maybe some of what she's, there's some truth of what she says, but overall she's quite clearly
0: wrong <laughs> <laughs> yeah but that's uh, don't you find that interesting that like most of the shows that straddle that line or most other content that straddles that line is going to come out on the side of uh all of, all of the supernatural stuff is not real and i think in lost and in this i don't know anything about lost but i assume that in lost and in this damon both times has sort of come out like yeah the supernatural is the the real thing
1: yeah (laughs) yeah i yeah he definitely what do
0: you think about that is that
1: um (laughs) yeah i mean i i don't he's a interesting fascinating he's a, a man who i yeah i think he would definitely err on the side of um, what's more fun to believe, <laughs> mm-hmm. really? And like, um, um, there's just so much more to be explored on that side of things. And I feel like also, this is a show, you know, I'm sure we've talked about it before, that def- like defies category, too. You know, and it, it, we can call it supernatural, we can call it overall anything else, but um, it's really hard to discuss, you know, kind of <laughs> what, uh, what anyone's thinking sometimes yeah. some of the choices that are made. Um, yeah. yeah.
0: So what else we have to discuss?
1: Um, well, I thought it was interesting, especially... So speaking more about Kevin, when... Um, so when he, he wakes back up at the hotel and uh-huh. he chooses the officer uniform and then the he gets a phone call in his room um, that says... oh you know, uh, are you Kevin Garvey? This is out of your jurisdiction, but there's a man being attacked at the bar downstairs. Uh-huh. Can you come help? And again, that's and another example isn't. of like the, of the yeah. gun not going off, you know, yeah. cause you're, that's like, that happened almost every scene. It's like, <laughs> no, I'm thinking about it. Um, and he goes down and obviously there's not, and it's, um, now you said he might be South African, but I said he was an Aussie, the guy on the bridge, the guy at the bar. Yeah. Um,
0: so he just had some, on the river some <laughs> South African intonation. Yeah. But I'd be willing to believe that he wanted to be Aussie. I did look up that actor's um, information, but yeah. it doesn't. It didn't have any information on IMDb of where he's from. Well, that's dumb. Uh, <laughs> and I didn't go further than that. I probably well, could find out, but I think he... He is, maybe they want him to be Australian, but to me, as a South African, he sounded quite South African. Well, in one or two, a couple of important words.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Either way, he does, they have a conversation at the bar back and forth. And at one point, he he says, um, uh, you know, he's like, all you have to do to go back is to sing. And he said, well, you pushed a little girl into a well, like, you know, you can do this sort of thing. Like, yeah, it was I him, like, like that
0: yeah, a lot.
1: Yeah. And it was just like, oh, right. And his face is hes still like, mm, but I would rather push a girl into a well again if I didn't have to sing. <laughs> um, some people would rather lay on a, a bed of nails or, you know, walk over some hot coals and do that.
0: Well, yeah. but
1: um, but, he, but the important thing is eventually he says, well, why should you go back? Mm-hmm. And Kevin says, because I deserve to and um yeah i thought that was a really interesting point like what do you think this this says about kevin's kind of character arc or his like evolution through the season cuz this is not the same that answer is not indicative of this kevin that we've seen yeah the this is kind of it's interesting to me
0: yeah but i uh, at the same time it's sort of like like the the way the guy answers him is like he repeats back to him like all the possible excuses of right. Uh, I'm not ready. I, I've lived. I, I haven't lived long enough. Stuff like that, and um, like there isn't a compelling reason why Kevin should go back. Really, um, like even even him coming to a place where he can say I deserve to, like that's not a reason. <laughs> you don't
1: think that's that the he should
0: live again? I mean, from <laughs> that guy's perspective, because everyone that in the hotel is dead.
1: Right. Everyone else should deserve to go back, but I think yeah. maybe they haven't voiced that, or something. Like maybe there's a possibility that they're not aware. They're not all aware. Like here we go back to the last bit, and they're all not aware that something. Well, they drank the water, obviously. Yeah. Right. Exactly. But. I don't know. We've seen him. So we've seen him through the whole season. He's been kind of a broken guy who's lost his mind. Uh And like we saw him.
0: And now he's home. Very.
1: Right. But you see, like, I think he kind of comes to it. Maybe it's a little cheesy to some people, but he comes to like this realization that he misses Nora and it's like, while he's singing, he like flashes back to um, yeah, Nora. But Cigarettes you don't not to right. So again, with the literal music choice, <laughs> which I love. You know, yeah, they just hit great. you over the head with those white lines, like they did <laughs> last one. But yeah. um, but yeah, like it, it doesn't flash on like Lori or Tom or Jill. He's just like, oh, forget those people. But Nora's who I need to go back to. And there's like there's like a very strong. He ne- he deserves to go back because he deserves to be happy. And maybe he like you know, finally like came to that realization. Maybe he, you know, maybe that's, that's my opinion anyway.
0: Yeah. So you think he deserved it?
1: Well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like He's been, he's gone through some shit this season and this past season and probably for a long time, but I don't know. I thought it was, um, a real, uh, signal of growth as a character for him. So that's, yeah, that's
0: good. So uh, Riza Astan earlier in a, a Vulture article said about the bridge: um, it separates the sacred from the profane, the miraculous from the mundane, and it's literally a physical separation between the utopia of Jardin and the rest of the world, which is why everyone fixate on fixates on it. Uh, and so the coming down of the bridge uh, <laughs> uh, means that. The people inside are no longer able to sort of hoard whatever uh utopia is perceived in there. Um so would you go to a burning man in Jordan?
1: <laughs> Hell to the no. <laughs> Hell to the no. That looked hella scary. Oh yeah. my god. No way. I'm sorry.
0: It's like um I mean, because the... I mean, I
1: enjoy me a music festival. The
0: outsiders people were pretty, like, tame while they were on the outside. yeah. But then when they got inside, it's like, why were you... Why did you want to get in when you're just going to ruin the town? Like, what's the deal?
1: (laughs) It's like, I... Oh, God.
0: I think that's sort of a valid question. Why was there so much, like, devastation... Like, why did they just start looting? I don't get, like, I don't see the motivation for them. Because, like, if they'd wanted to do that, they They could could have have done done it it before.
1: before. (laughs) Exactly.
0: (laughs) Because it's not like the rangers were stopping them. (laughs)
1: Like that little chain link fence (laughs) and that one little toll booth. And then with their, like, pistols and their, like, you know, nightsticks. Like, you know, it's just they were very easily overpowered. Yeah. It could have definitely happened before, but they needed some kind of leader. And maybe like this quote. And the group
0: me- think, yeah.
1: And the group think. And, and uh, you know, we were talking a lot about last episode during the Mega episode uh-huh. about Meg's, like what was Meg's motivation? um, And yeah. I, I feel like this, you know. It shed some light on It that shed some sure. light. And maybe Meg is just like one of those, she's just like, a single minded villain who just has no reason, like no underlying reason aside from causing chaos and just wanting to disrupt people's lives. And she's just an unhappy person. Like, I don't know, but you know, like part of the says, um, you know, she doesn't get why Jarden gets to keep a utopia to itself, you know? And, um, when she's the one who knows how long those people in the camp outside had been planned, like, been infiltrated with yeah. all of that like as long as certainly as long as um like evie and the girls or even before had yeah. disappeared like we don't know i yeah. think it's so yeah yeah i don't yeah i think there
0: are some things that just i i don't know that they're like plot holes but it's ju- it's there's a lot of stuff about the guilty remnant in general just doesn't seem to like really stand up to reason And that is, I think, the point a little bit because it's sort of the unreal, the, the irrationality of like trauma. Um, Right. But it also just, I don't know, it's very frustrating, I think, to me as an audience member to be like, I just have no way in to what is motivating these people and like, yeah, it's so like annoying all, to see Evie just, like, sort of staring.
1: Well, they, they're they basically, like, I mean, at first, you know, they were a cult, but they're basically now, like, a terrorist group, you know? Yeah. And I don't With understand. With Meg at the helm, yeah. Yeah, and I don't understand. Like, I mean, usually, you know, there's some... Well,
0: they're a toothless terrorist group because they never <laughs> come through on their threats.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. But, I mean, they do, at, at least we saw last season, caused, like, all sorts of like violence, like you know, uh, against people, and um, can really do some damage, um, psychological or physical. Yeah,
0: um, um,
1: and can recruit other people. Like, how is that? Yeah, I mean, we've seen it happen, but
0: yeah, it happens when
1: people are vulnerable and in looking for some kind of answer, and whatever they provide, that's what some people are looking for. And it, I don't, yeah, I can't. I think speak it, on that. It
0: but, does have a lot. I mean it's all hypotheticals, but it is sort of, um, a relationship of trauma, uh, to the world. Um, because, the, and like when, uh, Evie's on the bridge, she writes to her mother or Erica says, why are you doing this? And she writes, you understand. Well, Erica also says, I don't understand. And then Right. Evie says, you understand. And it's like...
1: And then she starts crying and you're like, what? And
0: yeah. I think... I mean, I guess th- th- that does make some sense because you're like, yeah, they probably do. And under- they all understand the, the loss of it. Yeah. Um, so...
1: Yeah. I mean, do you think there's some other loss that we don't know about, though, that maybe Erica experienced? Um, or she's just... Maybe well there's happened. a story
0: that Michael told about Evie crying because her dad went away um so I think I think maybe the the sort of um dissonance of having to grow up without her father and then this strange uh uh like sanctification of this town as we are the the ones set apart we're the sanctuary um is what sort of the the dissonance of that is what was bothering evie so much and then what what caused her to flee in an, in such a manner <laughs> yeah yeah so that is uh probably all we have to say about this final episode but since it is our final, final go around, uh, Molly, why don't we talk about some of our favorite moments in, uh, a season wrap up of sorts and what better way than with the, the music for <laughs> the <You> sexy things. <laughs> okay. <segment. laughs> yeah uh, okay so how are we feeling about this whole season
1: overall I thought it was very strong um, despite possible low ratings I'm pretty sure they were not I thought it was one of the um, despite my like some sometimes issues with it it's probably one of the strongest seasons of television I've seen in a while and um, Though I would not say I could re-watch uh, some of them. Some, uh, I still would really um, vouch for it. I thought it was um, a really good... Uh, um, I don't know. It's, it's unlike anything I've ever seen before. And yeah. I think that's overall uh, season two better than season one.
0: Yeah, yeah I think um, season one had a lot of like cringe moments. <laughs> Of, like, oh, what is going on here? And, like, and the pacing who are was a little slower. And what I are think. they doing? And why are they playing with this stupid refrigerator? <laughs> and what, are they, I think what I do they skipped think, think they're going to have to do and yeah. stuff? Um, and, like, get these kids off my lawn. And, <laughs> <laughs> no. So, like, yeah, there were a lot of just like weird. Slow, there was a lot of slow stuff in the first season that sort of dragged it down a little bit, and I think they got rid of probably all of that. Like I don't, I'm watching this season. I was much less, and maybe it was because I was watching with someone else. Because uh, I guess when I'm watching by myself, I'm much more easily bored. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I was like engaged the whole season. I thought it was, there was a lot of interesting. Stuff that happened So Do you have A favorite episode?
1: Yes So I would say uh, Episode 8 International Assassin Would be my favorite Um, And I thought it was Definitely The most Different From any other episode This season Uh It was a huge um,
0: Set piece Sort of thing
1: Yeah It was a huge set piece It was the most um, Supernatural It it was very daring It took Made a lot of uh, different choices and it kind of required you to just keep up with it. And um, wha- I thought, yeah, I thought it was great. And um, yeah, I just, I, it required me to think about it. And I think it was also great because we had kind of a day in between. And the more I thought about it, um, the more I really, really liked it. Um, huh. And
0: Your least favorite?
1: My least favorite was probably episode three, Off Ramp because that was the one about Tom and Laurie and then their whole indoctrination, like, trying to get people out of the Guilty Remnant. And while I thought Amy Brenneman did a fantastic job, that was one of the most difficult scenes because it was the Meg Rape episode also. Uh And I was like, oh, God, that was really tough to watch. And also, like, this whole season and this whole series is a very raw. um, It's, like, why I like it and I don't like it because it's very, very, very... um, tough to watch but it's very interesting to watch at the same time but there were a lot of really um difficult moments in that episode and then that one woman who like oh like just just kind of gave up and drove off the side of the highway oh all that stuff yeah um so yeah so yeah so favorite episode episode eight um and then least favorite episode three
0: i would you i would honestly say that off-ramp was my favorite
1: why did I know that you were gonna say that?
0: Because I think in that episode they did.
1: Are you saying that just to be?
0: <laughs> no, there's they they used they used the gun. Oh, okay. and I think yeah, that, that's, that's better. That's an example. Yeah, I mean to me that's more there is something, I don't the know. Storytelling perspective. As, as a, as a, sto- uh, as a aspiring storyteller, I'm like, yeah, that makes more sense. That's more like, y- this is what the narrative's driving towards and you did it and you just didn't care. And I think I, I like that. Um, and I mean, even though in that episode, someone like the application of the way they, the way they did it i I thought could have been even better, even more stark, even more um <laughs> rough to deal <laughs> worse. with worse oh wow um I mean, not in terms of the the rape scene was <laughs> plenty rough enough, but um yeah, just like the way she ran off the road and the way oh, like if they i felt like they could be, could have even been like more h b o in terms of the violence. So, like, and I, I know it's like, it's a question of like budgets and stuff at this point. Cause, like, if, if, um, Lori's running over people in the car, like, there's yeah. a more interesting way to do it than just a, a, like, the camera on her while, while you see like a limb coming into frame. <laughs> like, that, that doesn't sort of, well, maybe it does. I don't know. I think there would be there would be a more visceral way of doing that. Maybe.
1: Yeah, but I always, But maybe
0: not at the same time. Uh, well,
1: I it is it wasn't it Hitchcock who always was like the mind will always fill in the blanks. That's it's much true. worse. And even though it's HBO, is like they did they did kind of like put everything in front of you, and they're known for like it's HBO. So it's like yeah. But I I think there's value to in not showing everything at the same time because I. I can always make it ten times worse in my head. I don't know about you. But, yeah. I yeah. Mean, I, I, I think
0: I, at this point, I don't. Yeah. Like, I won't imagine. Really? I'll just be like, oh, they didn't.
1: Show it. They didn't show <laughs> it. <laughs> well, do you have a favorite? Uh, or no, or that was my favorite. favorite. Yeah, least um,
0: favorite. I think uh, I'm struggling to remember what happened. In some of them, maybe lens. Yeah. What happened in that? <laughs> oh, shoot, um, uh, I only
1: remember the. Uh, that was the one where Nora, like the. Yeah, it that was, was a Nora, Nora episode, episode. Where um, she had Nora had the shining. That's all I remember. Where she was like special or not special because she kind of was the, like the lens to like attract. Or, yeah. you know, people... To... I
0: like that episode. Okay, that's, so, so that's uh, not... It could be a matter of geography.
1: Was that the second episode yeah. too? Yeah.
0: And I don't have a reason. I liked all the episodes, basically, yeah. but I thought Off-Ramp was probably the most, Rips. um, uh, writing-wise, uh, satisfying for me. Cool. Uh, what about a scene... Do you have a favorite um,
1: scene? this one's really hard cuz I think um but we were speaking about Lens and I think that in terms of um a scene, I she think She didn't have
0: a good one in that.
1: Well, Erica and Nora's conversation at the end was just like yeah. very, very riveting and um powerful and um a memorable scene at least and um I liked everything, even though I said off ramp wasn't my favorite. Lori just running in, grabbing the laptop, hitting the um, the kid, the kid, yeah, uh, like hitting the people, the know, people, yeah. I mean, it kid. was just her taking action. She just kind of really went for it, and that was that was uh, that was interesting. And um, I think there were there were a lot of Patty Rickrolling people, you know. Yeah. I mean, that was always like, or just like.
0: There's a a lot of highlights.
1: Yeah, like a lot of, it's hard because there are, yeah, there's a couple.
0: And the great, the great thing is that all the highlights are just these very sort of intimate moments. Mm -hmm. Like they're not, they're not grand sort of set piece type things. Like uh, Game of Thrones every season, their like biggest scene is a huge set piece scene. Whereas this, all like the the like amazing moments are really really small. They're like yeah. relationship things.
1: Well, they're all very character driven, and they happen in yeah. small moments. And then, yeah, and um, I really liked Matt's episode too. Like there were a lot yeah. of moments in that that were really um, I didn't expect to. That's what surprised me. So that kind of. What about you? What about your favorite?
0: I think moments. I would say my favorite moment was tom's speech at the end of off ramp oh um i don't i mean i think if I, if I watched it again i'd probably wouldn't think so highly of it but like in the well he was doing it and in that moment i was like this is really he's really pulling this off and it's also like the, the way he's pulling it off like you know it doesn't really make sense Uh, and you know, even within the world, it doesn't really make sense. Um, but I'm just like, oh, he's, he's like, just, I think as an actor, it's very hard to sort of, it's hard to manufacture charisma, like as like real charisma type thing. I think people use the, the word or the adjective charismatic very, uh, liberally nowadays um <laughs> in okay. that the you'll describe somebody who's charismatic who who essentially just sort of has like uh is using more energy than everyone else like to me like uh, 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 you know real charisma when you see it compared to just somebody who's like vamping um and I, I thought he did a really good job of putting that through of like, he is really. And it's amazing, I guess, within the story that like, he didn't believe any of that. And yeah. he was lying.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, which is uh, strange because it was so like believable at the time. Um, so anyway, I loved that. I thought it was great. Cool. Hmm. Well,
1: well, I have a, I have a follow up question. Uh huh. I know how you know the newsroom loves follow up questions. Yeah, too.
0: It does. So I thought
1: I would throw in a follow up question. Sort, it's not, it's it's kind of not really. So it's very important. Uh, which Hamilton song would you say sums up this season?
0: Oh boy. <laughs> um,
1: I know what mine would be.
0: What? What would Jersey?
1: Sure. <laughs> I said that. As soon as I said that, I would say satisfied. It's pretty. It's pretty easy. To go to satisfied yeah. would be mine.
0: Yeah. Um. I'd say the first debate.
1: The first debate. Which one is that?
0: It's the. um
1: The cabinet the ba- first cabinet battle. The cabinet battle. Yeah.
0: That's just because it's the only one I could think of. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't seem satisfying uh (laughs) bummer all right no I mean that's great question I don't know the answer I'm not Will McAvoy um so what are your final thoughts as we uh head on into the great unknown hotel in the in the ether
1: yeah I'm ready I'm ready to just like relax do you think there's
0: gonna be a season three let's talk about that before our final thoughts
1: um we don't know. That is a mystery. That's probably the biggest mystery. Um, yeah. Yeah. As of right now, there are no plans for a season three, but there's no cancellation plans either. So, um, uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That, I that feel said, like they might be done. Yeah, and I actually would be okay if that was if that was the case, because. Um, boy, these episodes are brutal, <laughs> but they're brilliant, but brutal. And, um, I thought they, they really did. If tonight's episode was a series finale, um, that'd be good. Cause I, where do you think they could go from here? And I know that's such like a kind of typical question, but I think like what, you know, like, cause he basically, so we leave him. Yes. He goes home to this nice tableau, yeah. Kevin, of his family kind of reunited, and but outside, it's basically like hell. Like there's rioting. Like it's just everything's on fire. Like it's still a mess. Like things are a mess. And yeah. And maybe, do we want to know if that's resolved? Do we care? Do we? Do they find another town? Well,
0: I think the now point, that Mary's better. The know. point is that it's never. Nothing's ever going back. And this, the way it was, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this isn't one of those shows, like, um, what was that show? Gosh. Um, Jericho.
1: Oh, yeah, I watched that. <laughs> I actually watched that show.
0: This isn't, like, and Jericho and, like, Revolution and a lot of these, like, dystopian uh, shows that come out, they're all about, like, sort of painting the picture, and then it becomes this sort of grand, uh, very, like, political show, because you've got all the new factions and stuff, and it's not, like, really character driven anymore, like, so much the opposite of The Leftovers, and I think if The Leftovers were to, like, The Leftovers, if it stays the way it is would never veer into that territory of, like, the politics of what's going on. Like, it's n- it's not about those details. Um, and I think, like, there's such a resolution that happens with Kevin. I mean, he, he just came back to life twice. Right. Um, so, like, what are they going to do? Like, and and they've all, like, learned something. Like, he and Nora have learned, oh, like, all our... Our sort of desire for this, our primeval, like we we want this because uh, it'll make us feel better. Um, it is in vain, and they're they're learning that. Um, and like Tommy comes back into the family, he learns his lesson from Meg. who says it's all about family. She has a Vin Diesel moment, and. Um, And, like, Laurie comes back and she's like, has her moment with Jill where she's like, you have to talk to me. And Jill's like, yeah, you're really saying that to me, right? No. So I think there's, like, so much stuff that is wrapped up and um, not necessarily in a perfect way, but in, like, such a way that, like, continuing it And I'm saying such a way a lot this episode. I don't know why, Um, but if they, I just don't see where, like, what would be sort of fruitful uh, land for them to till.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and maybe by like burning everything down, it's just a way of just being like, yeah. Well, Well, burning every
0: down everything down in Jordan is is like that doesn't actually affect the Garveys. I mean it affects like their no, housing. No, but I'm
1: saying overall for the show they were just kind of like you know, yeah. kind of, we're doing it as a mm, there's yeah. nowhere for else there's nowhere else for us to go after yeah. this.
0: Yeah, I mean they could we sort g- of we go to Australia, I suppose. Yeah. Like if, if but the, it just doesn't seem like there's any mystery to go to there. Mm-hmm. Like they would have to manufacture the mystery. Yeah. There's no like new thing driving us forward to there. Yeah.
1: Well, it's interesting you're talking about how um, other dystopian um, dystopian shows. shows, dystopian like narratives in pop culture right now yeah, focus like more on the political. And the
0: Hunger K- Games is a bit, just a political oh, novel.
1: Yeah, and some of those... Essentially,
0: yeah. not really, but...
1: <laughs> yeah, and I, I, while well, I really do um, enjoy those... I like the films better than the books, actually. I'll say that. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, the political part is not my favorite part of the like. And I I was, I'm always just much more of a character person. So this, um, but but everybody has to tell their story in a different way, and that's why I like. That's part of the reason why I like leftovers. Mm -hmm. But um, David Lindelof was on Fresh Air this uh, with Terry Gross, my girl, Uh uh, this week, and was talking about that exact point about how, um, because she kind of was asking him like, what's, what's the future for the show or that sort of thing. And he's, he didn't so much say that there was a need, but he said there's just like, it's in the public's mind of, um, the whole dystopian narratives. People are just fascinated to to find out what people do in in an event of, um, a Hunger Games or a nuclear fallout or like something, zombies or,
0: you know, something like that. 2% of the world's population disappearing. I mean, something crazy like
1: that, you know? (laughs) Um, And people are always going to be fascinated by how, um, uh, what's the subsequent reaction or non-reaction. As she kind of pointed out, which I thought was interesting, how there's kind of a, there isn't like a political, like we kind of see in season one that the there's a mayor of Mapleton. They have, like, a town meeting about it, and they do, like, a,
0: a yeah. hero's
1: day, and they kind of do, like, that to remember, and the guilty remnant, and all the people kind of react. But it's not, like, a worldwide... We don't see it on, like, a huge yeah. scale. It's on a much smaller scale. It's not
0: even on a national scale. It's just this little town.
1: Yeah. And, um, and we're just to assume, but we don't ever kind of see the outside um, effect. And Yeah, and, but I, and,
0: and like... Kevin Garvey is not the Jack Bauer of his world. No, like he's, he's like just a, a tiny sort of meaningless character, a meaningless person.
1: Yeah, well he's just, just a, doing, a guy
0: living his life. He's yeah. just a guy. He's not affecting and he's the not fate a of hero. the world.
1: Like he's our hero yeah. of the show, but he's his character and he does some he he does some good things, but overall he's very flawed. He's not your typical He's not the Katniss. He's not a Katniss Everdeen. Yeah. That
0: And who <laughs> you is know? really?
1: Like who can be? It's awesome. <laughs> um he's, yeah, he's, so
0: he's certainly no Tris.
1: No. From
0: uh oh, Divergent. Divergent. Yeah, that's, that's, Divergent. Okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> detergent. <laughs> uh yeah, so but I think fi- like finally like I would just
0: He's no the guy from the Maze Runner. He's no oh, Dylan O'Brien. No.
1: Wow, that's... I don't, I don't...
0: Dylan O'Brien is the name of the actor. Oh, not, okay. Not the character.
1: <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Continue, would sorry. Will would... No, I, I was just... I'm going off into a tangent now. But um, I think just ultimately is I enjoy Leftovers because I was really invested in these characters all season. And that's something that I... Like, hero or not, like, I, I did care about what happened to Kevin, what happened to Nora, what happened to the Murphys. Yeah. Like, you know.
0: Well, it isn't, like, there's is, there's something undeniable about just really intimate stories. Yeah. Like, stories don't have to be big. They don't have to be grand. They don't have to be um, momentous. They just have to be meaningful.
1: Yeah. And I feel that like they they're...
0: Come- Effective with an A. Sort yeah. Of
1: thing. yeah. Mm, gotcha. Effective with an A <laughs> yeah. and effective as well. <laughs> uh, I was both affected and affected mm-hmm. by this season in uh, sad ways and good ways. <laughs> yeah. So,
0: how would you, um, if you had to describe this season in uh, five words? Oh my gosh. How would you do it?
1: You've got to give me a moment here. Um, Uh, (laughs) I, I would say, that it was powerful. I would say it was memorable, um, compelling, and confusing. Uh huh. Um,
0: how many words are we on? uh, We're
1: at four. (laughs) Dang it! Dang it. Okay. Um. Uh. Fascinating. Okay. Yeah. So that's. What about you?
0: Um. I would say Kevin has a double resurrection. (laughs) 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 All right. That's how I would describe this season. Uh, All right. So. Or
1: um, how about let the mystery be. Let the mystery be everyone. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, that's perfect. Um, So thank you guys, everyone, for listening. Um... We may watch that movie. What was that called?
1: Picnic at Hanging Rock.
0: Picnic at Hanging Rock. Yeah, uh, movie
1: cast. And maybe Alien, since you haven't seen it. Yeah, it's that might so come out. so good.
0: Um, at yeah, some point. Yeah, that could be Leftover Season 3. But uh, we won't. Like demand Everyone. that you listen. Obviously, no one can force hey, you.
1: Hey, it's <laughs> we make great content. People should listen to it. All right, That's what I think.
0: <laughs> well, but anyway, so our audience has grown a little bit as the season has gone on, and uh, I would just like to say thank you to all of you guys. If you've been with um, us on
1: this journey for this long, yeah. Wow, good. good. Thank you so Thanks much for coming. Yeah.
0: Um. And, uh, you know, we are not the 9,261. We're not spared.
1: No, we're just the two.
0: (laughs) Uh, We're just the two of us Mm -hmm. and maybe several hundred listeners. And um, how would you like to say thank you?
1: Oh, yeah. If I could send a box of Trader Joe's (laughs) snacks to all of our viewer listeners whoever you are thank you <laughs> readers readers you know just like and hey there. should I read our really nice review that we got on the next oh, yeah, one? we got a really nice review on iTunes uh, um, have
0: we gotten some recently no, I literally haven't checked
1: no but um, let me let me do that now to close it out um hey <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah uh, maybe I'm vamping vamping vamping
0: <laughs> Vamping. There's you're stuff's not being happening. charismatic. Hey, what? Who's this? Uh, yeah. where, where am I? Oh, what is this? Who okay. am I?
1: So uh as I just pulling that up right now, all it said was, Hey, the Sugar Man. Shout out to the Sugarman, he said yeah. five stars. A light hearted and enjoyable discussion of the leftovers. Highly recommended. Hey, thanks. Um, yeah.
0: Thanks, Sugarman. Yeah, thanks. And uh, thank you to everyone who's listened.
1: Yeah. Uh, we appreciate you. We
0: don't know if we'll be back for season three because uh, to me, I would I would probably, if I were a betting man, I would know when to hold him. <laughs> I'd know when to fold them. <laughs> I'd know when to walk away and when to run. And I probably wouldn't bet that there would be a season three. Well, I but maybe I'll you, be a surprise.
1: I think that makes you homeward bound.
0: After that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, (laughs) so, you know, even though all that might happen, we're We're still still here. here.